0: Three shots, four parts I just do two, one put, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, into pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into stop right, good line, good view, Idrew, shootin' McGavin.
1: two thumbs that's up high and two fingers
0: pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters.
1: Sometimes Look like island. keep it on at least
0: 5 I got a and that
1: We're here with Todd Kierstead, um the founder I guess of Paragolf Canada. That's
0: right. That's
1: right. And uh yeah, you and I Todd we got connected a, a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago through Instagram and kind of just got a you know we got chatting about uh, paragolf canada like i've worked with the special olympics i was just mentioning before the chat so it uh kind of piqued my interest and um i just thought uh yeah once we got chatting it would be great to have you on and and i know you guys have a lot coming up so maybe you can just give bryce and i and any of our listeners an idea of what uh, paragolf canada is so
0: Paragolf Canada, it's basically a groundbreaking initiative uh, here in Canada. It goes from a grassroots development program all the way to a national program. So, um, you know, with the Paralympics coming up right now, um, if golf was included in the Paralympics, I've already got Team Canada. I've already got the uh, the best adaptive golfers really in Canada and some of the best in the world that are part of the Canadian program, part of the ParaGolf Canada program. So, yeah, it goes everywhere from a grassroots development program where, you know, individuals who thought they've lost the game due to their physical or mental situations or never thought they could ever play the game of golf due to their mental or physical situation. I show them how the game of golf can be played, show them how it can be played in an adaptive way, and then taking it all the way up, as I said, to a national team. So we have everybody that is... Providing them with the opportunity to play this great game. Sometimes, you know, golf doesn't have to be eighteen holes. It could be, you know, just going to the driving range and hitting another golf ball with their son, with their grandson, granddaughter, um, all the way up to eighteen holes. So it's it's taking an individual's current situation and figuring out how can we get them to swing golf, and it's pretty cool. The success stories. I'm inspired every single day by the individuals that I work with, the individuals that I see playing the game. Um, it's it's it's
1: a pretty cool gig I got. Right on. Um, now, like I said, mentioned, we we were able to kind of connect through Instagram, which is great because you can build a social media platform that goes all the way across Canada um, and it can connect even with like we were saying, Bryce is down in Florida right now. As you can see, uh, the nice sunshine in the background, and and so I've been able to work with um the special olympics canada before and uh just on softball so i used to be a big baseball player softball player and i was able to create some friendships through that which seems like it would kind of be similar to kind of what paragolf is uh paragolf canada is doing and i just i want to make sure that i get a, a an understanding of it it's not just physical limitations correct no so we have different that's the great thing about what we've done is um
0: you know right now there's um Adaptive golf, paragolf, disabled golf, whatever you want to call it, um, that is out there. But sometimes when they play in events, it's not on a fair playing field. So what I've done is I've classified uh, individuals based on the situation they're in. So we have limb deficiency, and I'm working on a word other than deficiency. I just can't stand that word, but it's the closest thing that we got right now. So that right. could be your leg amputees, your above the knee, below the knee, your double leg amputees, your arm amputees, and classifying them an arm amputee with do they have one contact point on the golf club or another contact or two contact points on the golf club. Then it goes into your neurological coordination, which would be your stroke patients, your Parkinson's disease, your cerebral palsy, your MS, things like that. Um, then we get to intellectual, which would be Down syndrome, autism, fetal X syndrome. So many that fall under that classification. We have short stature. Um, then we have seated golfers. Then I threw in first responders and uh, our, our veterans, just because it's near and dear to my, our my heart. So the thing about it is, we've been able to classify golfers, so now we can get. Right now, a lot of the classification is is basically, are you disabled? Are you an adaptive golfer? And the classification is men or women. Now, if you get a lower leg amputee competing against a blind golfer, uh, that's another classification I have is sensory, so it'd be blind and uh, hearing. You get a lower leg amputee that's competing as a blind golfer competing against somebody that's in a seated position, it's really not a fair, fair comparison. So by creating classifications, we're able to we're able to create a little bit of a level playing field, and then we're able to take their, their golf handicapped insect the way that they play we're able to then figure out who are the best golfers who then ranking them in order gives them a benchmark so it's kind of cool what we're able to do so um classifying golfers it's uh it, it's a little bit of a tough situation any classification system you get into any adaptive sport it gets tough but uh we're we're creating some fair playing field which is cool and we're connecting people that have never known each other uh throughout canada
1: yeah. I just, uh, sorry, Bryce, I know you want to hop in, but I was able to, uh, kind of chat with, um, I guess one of the athletes involved in Paragraph Canada, you made a, you had made a blog or a blurb about him and uh, his name's Jesse Florkowski. I believe I had that right. So I I was kind of chatting with him and he posted, uh, he was golfing with, um, uh, Canadian. Well, Abraham answers caddy, uh, Dale Viali or Villali And, uh, I was kind of looking up some of his stuff and like, I saw that he had like a 333 yard drive and I was just like, and so Bryce, if, if you're not aware, he has um, just like one arm. Like he's, th- so that's how we got connected with Paragolf Canada. And I watched him play the other day, uh, like through Instagram stories and it was incredible. Like his, his skill level is very, very high. Um, so it just made me think like, Your job, Todd, must be very difficult kind of separating the different athletes, right? So,
0: yeah, what's cool about Jesse, Jesse, you know, it's been since birth, so he really doesn't know any better, but he he hits Bryce with one arm. He uses his back arm. Um, He set a a world record for one arm unassisted at 333 yard drive. Um, He plays at a, a plus handicap, so he's better than scratch. Um, he's a he's a Canadian PGA member. He played in com- and, and com- competing against guys with two arms, two legs. Um, he's won nat- multiple national titles. The guy is just phenomenal. And and you know it's cool to see. think really, really is. And it kind of you know when, when you're complaining about a bad back or a bad knee or about an elbow, you're like I got nothing to complain about when you see Jesse out there ripping the ball three hundred yards off the tee with one arm. <laughs> Yeah, so going along those lines, uh, um, has he just figured it out over the years on how to play, or has he been taught? Yeah, so he's figured it out a lot on his own. His grandparents got him actually into the game of golf. Uh, he's figured out a lot on his own. He's had some instruction. He's played for, like, college teams and things like that. So he's had he's been under the eye of, of coaching. Um Dude, man, it's just natural ability. You can create a ball with one arm, 330 yards. It's it's just ridiculous. But, you know, it's very similar to a a tennis swing. It's very similar to, you know, and I always try and relate things to other sports. So when you're playing other sports, um, you know, when you get a golf on your let's try and relate it to golf. So. Um, you know, it's very similar to to a one arm tennis swing, except you know the racket's not three feet. It's now you know we're getting into forty eight inches, so it gets a little bit a little bit more challenging. Yeah. i would just like to know more about you, like personal or uh, personal golf experience, past and future. Maybe things coming up in the future and things you've been through that you're proud of, and things you'd like to talk about about yourself. Well, you know what? The game of golf has given me so much. I've been, I've been privileged. You know, I kind of go against the grain. So basically, you know, somebody told me that Todd, you're so far left, you're out of tradition's radar. You know, I've never really worked at a golf course in a pro shop. I played for a little bit, then I, then I got teaching. I got headhunted, headhunted by a very famous golf instructor that lived in uh, his, his was in Miami. Um, taught me how to teach the correct way, good philosophy, working with tour players and things like that. Then I got in the world of, of trick shots, got in the world of golf entertainment, and that's literally taken me around the world. Um, I got voted Trick Shot of the Year on the Golf Channel. I've been on ESPN, Sports Illustrated. I've been on TMZ four different occasions, but not in a scandalous fashion. <laughs> you know, hitting, hitting golf balls with different celebrities, hitting them out of people's mouths, hitting them off their lower extremities. You know, doing some crazy, crazy stuff, and then. um, Back in 2014, I did a, I put on an hour-long hitting demonstration for a veterans hospital just outside of Tampa, Florida, and it became apparent that a lot of the trick shots I was hitting for pure entertainment value was actually emulating the wounded veterans that were in attendance. So I was hitting golf balls blindfolded. I looked out, there were guys that were affected by mustard gas in the Vietnam War and lost their sight. I was hitting golf balls with one arm, kind of like Jesse, showing the similarities between tennis and golf. I was hitting golf balls standing on one leg. I looked out, there were leg amputees. I was hitting golf balls off my knees, double leg amputees, and I was hitting golf balls actually out of a Costco fold-up chair. And there was guys that were in a wheelchair situation. So, you know, all these shots that I've been doing throughout the years, um, with the right audience, it turned it on to me that, hang on, maybe this isn't so much entertaining anymore. This is now inspiring and motivating to these wounded veterans to show them that, yes, you know, maybe you can't play the Way game of golf, the way that you used to, due to your physical or mental situations, but here's an adaptive way to play. So, changing the mindset really from I can to I can. Um, then I came back up to Canada and I started a program called Bring Back the Game. And from there, I was, it was awesome because Adidas Canada, TaylorMade Canada picked up immediately on it. Um, then in 2017, the Invictus games rolled around into Toronto. Um, There was nobody really doing adaptive golf, and they wanted to introduce golf as a sport. So um, they brought me in as part of the organizing committee. And with that, I had the privilege of spending about 45 minutes with Prince Harry on the golf course, talking to him about the power of adaptive golf and how it was helping out the wounded veterans. So really, the game of golf is... You know, I've been involved with the Celebrity uh, Super Bowl events when it was down in New Orleans. I'm involved with a bunch of NHL hockey events and golf events. I'm involved with been the Arctic Circle. I've been everywhere from Japan, South Korea, Germany. Like, it's taken me everywhere. So so giving back to the sport is what I love, and, and I have the privilege of doing it now through the, uh, through the adaptive golf, plus, you know, all the trick shots and entertainment that I do uh, before COVID locked me down we raised about three, we helped raise about $3.8 million for charity. Um, wow! So it's, it, it, it's, it's good. It's very rewarding. You know, it's not your typical golf pro that's um, handing green fee tickets out or, um, or things like that. Like I think I'm making a difference and it's, it's pretty easy to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, knowing that you're doing something
1: great. Well, I definitely um like I follow like hole in one trick shots and coach Rusty. I'm sure you've seen those guys. I've had Mac Boucher on the podcast before. I don't know if you know him, but he has uh, kind of got some Instagram fame from hitting big slingers and whatnot. And so to be able to take that and create just, like, I guess to be able to associate it with having that inability to use certain parts of your body or your mind, hats off to you, Todd, because that is uh, that's absolutely, like, absolutely incredible. Uh, I want to ask you, Todd, you've been able to golf with athletes celebrities you've been all over the world um before i ask you this question i i, I want to know which was the one that won you trick shot of the year and what year was it it was 2017 okay um i was doing a, a, a nhl event it was actually
0: tyler sagan's golf tournament okay so he was hosting a golf tournament just outside of toronto um because it was hit of his event, I kind of threw him under the bus. I had laid him on the ground,
1: uh, and I hit a golf ball off of his crotch. Okay. And he put it on Instagram, uh, and it blew up. It literally took a life of
0: its own. So um, the next morning, I was driving to another event, and his agent pulled me over. His PR person pulled me over and said, Todd, you know, I need to talk to you. And he goes, I have TMZ on the phone. Tyler posted the video. We're at a million and a half views, and this was 12 hours later. It's been going viral like crazy all over the Internet, all over the television, especially down in the U.S., of, you know, a golf ball off this crotch. And, and that's kind of what one major shot of the year is. So actually, you know, the social media has been my biggest friend because every time I'm hitting a shot, and the great thing about it is, you know, you see trick shots are, are, are going viral now. You know, guys are, are, are doing some great stuff. But what people don't realize, for, for a lot of them, that the camera's rolling for four hours to get that one lucky shot. There's probably a handful of us in the world that actually can put on a full one-hour hitting demonstration in front of, God, the largest I've had is almost 4,500 people watching me for an hour, and you can't screw up. And that's the cool thing about it is is the more people that are, that are in front of me, the more people are watching me. And I, I say, if I mess up, heckle the hell up, Do whatever you want. It's about fun. It's about entertainment. But there's only a handful of us that can, that can really put on a performance live for a long duration of time. And, and uh, back in 2007 or 2018, 2019, myself and another entertainer, we toured around the world with the U.S. Air Force. So we hit 45 military bases, almost like the old Bob Hope USO tour, where we're entertaining the troops, working with uh, wounded veterans, and we're putting on hour-long
1: hitting demonstrations. and And it's it's cool, you know. I absolutely I some of the shots that are on Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good
0: can they do it live can it be the one shot or is it rolling how long is that camera rolling for you know i get people sending me videos all the time going can you do this can you do that and i'm like well maybe maybe in four hours kind of thing because i kind of know that that's how long it takes to, to hit those crazy shots and some of them are, are insane so it's fun it's fun watching but people are really up in their game in the in, in the trick shot game
1: well, yeah, like I was saying, Joshua Kelly, everybody knows him as holding one trick shots. He, he, he's pretty honest. Like he says, like, okay, this took me like three hours to film this or whatever. If he's doing an IG live, but, um, I had Ryan Gregnall. So Ryan Gregnall the 2020 Canadian long drive champ on, and it made me think of what you're saying is, is, uh, they get six balls, gotta hit one in the grid. But he said the same type of thing is the more people you have there the more kind of, you know, intensity there is like you get kind of the blood flowing and whatnot, you get the music going. And so he was telling me like in the Canadian events, there's music, there's everybody's chatting, cheering and whatnot. And then he said he got to the world long drive championships, which he finished ninth. And as soon as you go to hit the music shuts off, the TV goes on, all the lights go on. everybody's quiet. They want to see you hit. There's like some faint music in the background and whatnot. And he said it was a whole different ball game. Right. So Hats off to you to be able to do that in front of 4,500 people for an hour because that is, uh, that's unbelievable. But, um, you know, so you have this trick shot go viral with Ty- Tyler Sagan. So if you miss that, Bryce, like he had a trick shot go viral in like 12 hours, 100 or 1.5 million views. And, TMZ got a hold of it and kind of just all over the uh, all over the internet. So I will drop a photo. Of anybody watching over on YouTube or a video of it, uh, right over top here, so we can have a look at it. You've got to golf with some celebrities and whatnot. Could you tell Bryce and I, anyone listening, what your dream foursome would be?
0: You know what, my dream foursome would be. You know what, I, I gotta throw this tiger in there. Okay, a tiger, but jackson okay just
1: seems like a cool guy yeah and, and, and justin timberlake i i think
0: it would be an incredible foursome playing golf with with the three of them and i think it would just be non-stop entertaining um you know i look at justin you know the stuff first of all the kids incredible. The, kid, kid, the guy's incredible with his talent music wise you see him on snl he's funny as all hell He's a diehard golfer. Um, And then Samuel Jackson's the same way. You know, when he goes to any, um, you know, movie shoot, whenever he's doing, he has it in his contract that he gets to play golf. So, um,
1: yeah, that would be my four. And, yeah, Tiger Woods, obviously. Yeah, I like that. Just so infectious, I guess, right? It's always, it's always Tiger Woods. But, um, a couple weeks ago, I had, uh, there's a Canadian company called Siren Golf, and he, one of his, he went with three, um, i guess artists he went with matthew mcconaughey john mayer and he went with justin timberlake as well so um he's really into music and whatnot and i was saying how i'm not sure about justin timber or uh john mayer but i know the other two are players like justin timberlake's a good golfer too so you guys would uh you guys would probably be you know flirting with 59 or well i guess tiger would be doing that on his own but uh yeah that'd be it that'd be a pretty low round So Todd, we have, uh, we're all located, um, Bryce is down in Florida right now, but we are all from the greater Toronto area and in London, Ontario was founded the triple bogey brewing company. So Jeff Tate and his team are kind enough to, uh, send Bryce and I some beers, And we do a little thing called the swing oil segment hydrated by triple buggy brewing. So I'm just going to ask you a handful of questions, fire off an answer. Don't think about it too much. And then uh, we can, uh, we can let you go. I know you just got to Ottawa. You probably got some stuff, stuff to unpack. So have you ever had a hole in one?
0: Never. Never. Jumped it off the pit a couple of times, but nothing has fallen
1: in the cup. I, uh, I lucky enough to have one, some close ones recently. Bryce, do you have one? Okay, okay, so we, uh, we'll we we'll get there. Um, favorite course? You've probably played some all over the world, Todd. What's your uh, favorite course? You know what? Um, not by design, because
0: it was probably the worst condition golf course, but the experience was phenomenal. I ended up playing in a place called Ola Huktuk, which is 600 miles north of the Arctic Circle in Queens Island. Uh, I played for 24 straight hours because it was 24-hour sunlight. I just wanted to do it. Um, Artificial turf greens, rock shale around the greens to slow it up. You couldn't land it on the green. You had to bounce it short in the tundra. Uh, It was 24 degrees, but it was an incredible experience. So probably the worst golf course conditions I've ever played, but the most incredible
1: experience. I love it. I remember watching a show, Departures, when I was a little bit younger, and they played at a course just like that. I'm not sure if it was the same one, but it was uh, their idea was they traveled all over a couple of guys from the uh, Toronto area, and they played golf in the Arctic Circle or out on the tundra, really. So, uh, favorite snack at the turn?
0: You know, i got to go with Doritos and triple Brogy
1: beer. Okay. I like it. I like it um any actor plays you in a golf trick shot video movie or you know the life of todd Kierstead, golf related who would the actor be oh my
0: god okay that's one that you put me on the spot that's uh, a tough one. one oh my god you know what i'll I would like to see The Rock trying to swing a golf club with how big he is. You know, the shape head kind of go, but other than that, man, he, he's got everything on me. But it would be, I think it'd be fun watching him try to swing a golf
1: club. Absolutely. Somebody mentioned that they would uh, like to have him in their foursome a little while ago. And I thought that that, like, he's probably one of the biggest actors, stars in the world right now. So that would be pretty cool to see. Um, favorite golf beer? Perfect. I love it. So that is the swing oil segment with Todd Geerstead, founder of Paragolf Canada, hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. Thank you so much, Todd. This was great. Um, maybe you can let anybody know listening um, a little bit about the virtual open before we let you go. And then you can kind of let us know the website and your, your Instagram handle, anywhere we can get uh, connected with you to learn a little bit more.
0: Okay. So we have a virtual open that's starting up um, next week, starting up uh my God, what's the date on that? I'm, I'm, as I said, I just wheeled into a hotel right now. What's the Saturday? I think it's the 19th. 8th? No.
1: I, I believe it was the 22nd that the. 20, the
0: yeah, 22nd. <laughs> so it's a nine day event, but I created a virtual open. Um,
1: yes, 22nd to the 29th. Yeah. You got it. Thank you. I knew there was a nine in there. So I created a, a virtual open. So it is a no geographical
0: boundary. So individuals um, of all abilities can play at their home golf course. Um, They got to put in two rounds of golf. They have to put in their slope rating, what T-deck they're playing, and what classification they're currently at. Um, It's my way of bringing the golf community together, the adaptive golf community together. Um, Not a lot of people can congregate to one area. I know there's a couple of major golf events that are happening in the Toronto area in September. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we're not going to get everybody coming out from right. all over Canada to compete. So I thought, you know what? Let's bring these people together. They got nine days, easy two rounds of golf at their home golf course. And they can play it up. So, um, to me, it's more about participation, getting more people involved in playing the game, and uh, making it happen. So, and again, connecting people, connecting the dots, and bringing people together. That's what's about the uh, the virtual open.
1: Okay, that's great. Is there Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, is there a way that we can uh, encourage people? I can drop a link below if there's a registration or anything.
0: Yeah, so it's paragolfcanada.com, Instagram paragolfcanada.com, Facebook paragolfcanada or paragolfcanada on both Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well too. Uh, We got some great stories. I'm trying to highlight uh, an individual every single day when people see other people playing in the same situations they are, they can motivate people. I know that's where you read the story on Jesse. Um, Got some great players that are, that are part of the program. And what's cool is the crossover, the transition sports. You know, I've got a bunch of Paralympians that have played seated volleyball, that have played seated basketball, um, seated tennis, and the big one is sledge hockey. And, uh, I know Bryce. You were involved with a little bit of the sledge hockey as well too. So I have Greg Westlake, who's a near and dear friend of mine. He's been the captain of Team Canada for for quite a few years, and uh, Paul Rosen, who's been the goalie um, for Team Canada. I got some female sledge hockey players that are playing adaptive golf now, so it's kind of cool. And these guys are athletes. These girls are athletes, and they want to succeed and and do everything they can to keep the competitive juices firing. And and honestly, if golf does and we're really pushing to get golf as a paralympic sport, uh it'll be cool seeing some athletes cross over into other sports playing and, and maybe having those Winter Paralympics and Summer Paralympics. You know, I know Greg Westlake is really working hard on his game when that happens to come in. Being a double leg amputee, he's you know, he's a single digit handicap and he's playing really well.
1: That's awesome. I think it's
0: uh, great what you're doing. I mean, you're growing the game, even to people that may think they don't have a chance of playing the game. Good
1: luck in, good luck in your future. Awesome, guys. Thank, thank you so much, Todd. I, I was going to say, uh, if anybody liked this episode, um, we might just have one of the Paragolf Canada athletes on within the next few weeks. So stay tuned, subscribe, OTS Golf uh, on Instagram, on the Screws Podcast, wherever, uh, wherever you can listen, and this is going to be released on friday so just a couple days later is uh when the paragolf uh, virtual open will start uh again on august 22nd through 29th so if anybody needs any details i'll put a link below for you todd they can go over check out the website and uh hopefully we can get some uh, some new players into your uh, interior virtual open that'd be great
0: guys you know what thank you so much for the platform thanks so much for the opportunity you know it's um it's really showing you guys are really
1: showing the support of paragolf in canada so thank you guys so very very much he's out in my ball and of course i tee up i lose a ball and i rear i miss a fairway i probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach and i'm on a part five and i'm finna go reach it second
0: was blind i see it feel like it might be an average